feeling good? Okay. All right. All right. So, hello, hello. Welcome to the Pre-Internet Friends Podcast. This is a conversation shaped by being savvy enough to deal with the world today, but old enough to remember the world before the internet. This podcast is a his and hers take on the world as it is, not as it should be. I am your host, the mostly right, sometimes less right, uh, usually on point, on his dean, but never off his pivot, uh, Mr. J. Nicholas. This is my co-host, everyone's favorite everything, the crypto conqueror, the melanated one, Miss Nicole Shanique. How are you feeling tonight, Queen? I'm a little tired because uh, someone was late today, but I'm good now. How are you? Well, late is relative, but by measuring uh, <laughs> by measuring when we should start to when we did start, I am uh, behind schedule. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, you, I, that, that's usually how the definition of works. late works. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to fight the wind on this. Um, okay. I was late, but for good reason. You know, I spent eight hours at the beach, um, and my oh my, my oh my, I, I do need to finish my my workout regimen, but. Oh Lord! But I will say, um, I did have a lot of fun with the kids. With the kids, oh, oh, oh with the kids, it's out there with the kitties. So everyone's look look, look black and black. Okay. All right. So I love the energy. I love the energy. Um, so we have a lot to get to before we uh, we jump into it. Has there been any movement on your grandmother's case? <laughs> I mean, I haven't spoken to her about it, but um I I imagine she's probably still adamant. <laughs> so I mean, we'll see. I don't know if her lawyer's back in his office yet, but uh maybe uh he'll be able to persuade her in a way that I'm unable to apparently. Okay. Okay. I listen, I am uh eagerly awaiting this uh the outcome of this one so do do continue to keep us posted mm-hmm. um i i have not been able to reach my lawyer uh in the interim see if there's been any movement on the name um all right but i i look we're gonna keep keep the, the listeners up to speed with that as it develops all right um so there, there's a few things i wanted to get to this week where would you like to begin i mean where would you like to begin how was your week we haven't spoken um I, it was a work week. I was in. Same. I was. I was uh out of town. I had to go into the hotbed to California for a few days, um, for a meeting. And when I got back, uh, people were being detained by the Department of Health. <laughs> and one of the one of the dudes was like, "I'm not filling this out. I'm not giving you this information." And and what did they say? Know, Getting spicy, like it was, it wasn't. A, I don't know if he was a cop. They had the badges out, but dude was just so like, like they were gonna arrest him, or like how does like, this... like yeah, like as soon as you walk out of here, it's gonna get real. You gonna, you ain't you, you, you can do what you want, but you're gonna deal with these consequences. Like wow, you know they're saying it's a fine, like two thousand dollars for not filling it out. I'm yeah. just like, man. yeah, it's nasty, nasty business. Because you know, whenever you, once you start talking about financial financially leveraging uh the financial the leveraging of financial penalties with everyday citizens my antennas and my sensitivity automatically go through the 
all the way up and through the roof because this feels like it is going to disproportionately affect color uh, people of color, melanated people, and people who are who are underemployed. And I, I do, we already started the pod, but I want to send a shout out to all of the first time listeners and a shout out to the people who are underemployed. The, the unemployed, you guys, you had a break, but the underemployed, those who had to work in the, in the midst of this pandemic and did not have any real uh, financial relief, uh, I feel your pain. This episode is dedicated to you. Yeah, stay up. So it was, it was, it was nasty. I filled up the paperwork, and then it was like they weren't. Well, what kind of questions? Temperatures. What kind of questions were they asking? Where, where did you come from? A state that is on our list, and if so, what's what state and when were you there? Uh, how did you get get back into New York? By what method? Uh, if it was a plane, you know, what's your seat number and the flight that you came in on, and you know, uh, contact update. And this is TSA that's doing this, this is or the, this was the department. It was a Department of Health form. Okay. Um, so I imagine it was Department of Health officials, but you know they had some exceptions for like essential employees and like, are you an essential that that resides in New York? Are you here for work? Yada yada yada. It's just, it's just you know, it was two pages, but after you you fly five hours and change it. Like, I just want to get out of the airport. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I made it back clearly. Um, the listeners want to know, did you see Kanye? Oh, no, Kanye's in Wyoming right now, right? I believe so. I did see Kanye in South Carolina. I have some people that, that live in <laughs> Charleston that, that were actually there. And so this is my take, right? Because I wanted to start <laughs> with Kanye. This is, this is my thing. I'm not. I'm. I don't have the same energy as people who are calling Kanye a clown. People who are saying that this is divisive, is splitting the vote. I don't even think people are going to seriously vote for Kanye. Well, is what, he still running for president? That, I mean, that was just like a couple of days ago. I no, imagine. I thought. I thought that it was. Maybe I'm bugging, but I thought it was revealed that like he didn't really take any actual steps to do this. I had seen a tweet where he was talking about, you know, he he could beat Biden by writing or something like that. But I didn't to at least to what I thought my knowledge was, he wasn't taking any formal steps to actually run for president. So has he done something other than talk about it? No. So here you go with all your facts. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I thought they said this nigga wasn't doing nothing. The, the narrative is so much better, Kanye for president. <laughs> no, this motherfucking no, excuse me. Kanye, brother Kanye hasn't done anything. <laughs> um, I have just as much of a chance of being president in 2020 as Kanye does at this point. Um he he doesn't qualify for any um any of the the, uh, the states that are remaining. So he, um, yeah, he, he can't run. Oh, he, yeah, he's like he's not going to be able to win. Um, but the 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 real story though is just the lack of support from all of those people who are supposedly in Kanye's corner. And when I see Kanye in this state, and it looks as though, and I'm not a medical health expert, I did consider bringing one on this week, but um 
he looks to be in the midst of a of an episode, some kind of yeah. Episode. Um, one of the doctors from Married to Medicine LA, you know, they're a crew of black doctors. One of the ladies on there is a psychiatrist, and she said that from her vantage point, that this is right in line with a bipolar diagnosis. Um, that right. yeah, yeah, right. she was saying that this was like a manic episode and and it's a medical issue yeah and so when when i see it i don't have the outrage of of you know harriet tubman got slaves <laughs> new employment like you know it's like whatever you know what i mean like that. i've been so busy uh, at work that it's like i see stuff and it's just like a blip on the radar like nothing is really right. penetrating which it's like you know that's the whole point when people are in the, those those states. It's not that what they're saying is incoherent; is that it's not fully developed, so it's not articulated well. There's so much that is going off. Though. he was going off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he said that, what was it that 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 Kim Kim met up with Meek Mill, but then the picture came yeah. out and it was literally a meeting. Like he made it sound like it was mad scandalous, and it was like they yeah. was dead as having just like a regular business meeting. Um, Called his his mother in law, uh, Chris Jong Un. Oh, I like, missed that. Compared her to the North the North Korean dictator. Stop. <laughs> See, I shouldn't be laughing, but like right, right, like like I'm not gonna hold you. Like I'm looking at that, and I'm like, yo, that's Donda's son. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we got we got to pick him up, man. Because those 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 Kardashian women, they 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 gonna march him out in the in the middle of of everybody in the midst of this, and they are gonna film it, and then they are gonna put it on a a dry ass show for ratings, and it's gonna be all the cutscenes with Kim talking about. I just want Kanye to get help, and it's right. like, I, but you know, at the I same wish... time, at mm-hmm. the same time, Kanye is one of those people, and a, a few other people have made this point. Like Kanye's whole career, since we've known him, really, he's been trying to get acceptance into main quote unquote mainstream and all of that, and we we know that that's just a code for white, right? Um, and he has finally gotten it. So I'm okay with letting him live with whatever this turns out to be, because if he ain't have enough sense to get up out of there, <laughs> once Lamar Odom, you know, spent three days in a whole house, you, you know what I mean? Like that family has a, a, a very, very, very crazy history with, with black men. And he hopped his ass right up in there. So I don't know how sorry I'm feeling for him at this point it or them really because you know Kim you know the the machine is is active over there because I don't did you see the statement that she put out no she and 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 it was her and you know I'm sure the the highest paid best PR people in the business like she wrote a whole thing on Instagram stories about you know how Kanye is sick and needs help and she just wants to do anything she can do and this is not funny and you know she's just asking everybody to support him and you know it was like a very well crafted story and then of course it made her look great because she was just saying like you know I don't discuss this and all of that but you know, they kind of were using each other. Like she knew that she needed to be, you know, with a, 
an A-list black man to get to where she wanted to be. And he knew that dealing with an A-list white woman would get him where he needed to be. And now here we are. <laughs> so I, I can't feel that sorry when the whole thing was contrived from the very outset, you know what I mean? And of course, when it comes to mental illness, I, you know, I hope anybody suffering from mental illness gets better. But at the same time, it's like he's, I guess, living in a prison of his his own making. He's tweeting out like Kim trying to fifty one fifty me or whatever, and it's just like yeah. it's like you probably need it. Like she she wouldn't be wrong if she did that. But you know, I I don't know what's gonna come what's gonna come out of this. I you know. I also I also don't believe that 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 Kim Kim considered having an abortion when she was pregnant with North. I don't believe that at all. But it's just messy, man. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's super messy and not in like a uncomfortable way. Like it, it saddens me because it just all of this seems like he you know it's cries for help. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, people have no empathy in 2020. So they'll they'll watch a public spectacle uh, and yeah. pull out their phones and film before they'll they'll intervene. But um, but my I guess the the thing that's weird for me is like once I heard that he was going off, I was not reading any of the tweets or anything like that because I'm like y'all know something is wrong with Kanye. Like we all know, so I was not trying to give it any attention at all. But then when I saw one video and he was out there with like Dave Chappelle and a bunch of other people. And that's kind of the part that actually I found a little bit concerning because it's like, it looks like something's wrong with this nigga from afar. So I know shit got to look wild close up and y'all just out here, you know, posing with him. Like, is anybody trying to help him? Like, like this is a serious, like, like bipolar disorder is a serious condition. Yeah, I think they, uh, they went to go just check on him. Well, that the the story Kanye Kanye telling is like Dave Chappelle said I'm not crazy. <laughs> it's like, well, Dave Chappelle's also not a doctor, but <laughs> well, yeah, that's. I mean, I guess that sums that up. So Dave Chappelle says Kanye's good. We just we, we, we yeah. tripping. <laughs> yeah, right. I was just like, well, what are we supposed to do with this information? Like, come on. Oh man, but pr- prayers up for Kanye, man. Um, and. Whoever you guys vote for, just engage, man. This national election is one thing, but engage in the local elections. Hold your 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 local officials, your state officials, your congressmen and, and women. Hold them accountable. Um, actually, just I don't know what just reminded me of this, but Regis Philbin passed today. Yeah, um, rest in rest peace, peace to Regis. You know, 2020, man, is, is unrelenting. 2020 really Unre- is undefeated. Like, yeah, it's, it's rough. It's rough out here. Um, so, just gotta thank God. We, we're up to episode 19 of the pod. I, I didn't say that before. Um, th- this is this is starting to fly. These numbers are starting to get higher and higher. All right, that's the nature of sequential math. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like, okay. That's the these numbers are getting getting pretty high, um, so yes, Kanye, Kanye, we're gonna just keep Kanye in our thoughts. Um, 
I, I, we didn't have this on the agenda, but did you please tell me you got to see the verses with Snoop and X? Yes. Was that verses not like dope? That was so dope. I loved I enjoyed it. it. I loved I enjoyed it. it. And at first, I was kind of. When I saw the date, I'm like, why the fuck they doing this on Wednesday? But it was honestly exactly what I needed because work has been so insane for me lately that basically I had like taken a short break. And when verses came on, I legit, we turned it up, you know, on the TV loud and I was able to, you know, stand right there and and write up my report while the verses were playing in the background. So I was just kind of bopping and that, you know, gave me the little, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the that last little push that I needed. I was in here rapping along with all of the problematic shit like it was the 90s, you know. Oh, nah, you got to turn that X up. X had me doing pushups like I was in lockdown. Like I, I was busting them out 30, 30 in a clip, 40 in a clip. But like all of the songs though, like even like Snoop song, like when he did the PAMP remix, he's like a, a bitch can't get a dollar out of me. And it was just like, you know what? I like it. It's a bop. I, you, you can't deny it. Like oh, you, you can't, you can't say that. That's, that's, that's not good in 2020. I don't know what's I, going on. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, in 2020 like 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 i don't understand any of the rules and i'm glad that we're not young anymore because it must be damn near impossible for a young person to navigate all the rules speak for yourself i was at the beach today i'm still young i'm still young what does that mean um that means that i was generating um positive vibes i'm not talking about just positive vibes i'm saying being a young person I was playing, I was to... playing football I, I felt very <sighs> agile <laughs> hand eye coordination was looking great I was out there looking like Odell which is a, right. a sports reference I was making one handed catches no that's not what we're talking oh, about my God. Like no you. okay okay um, I only brought up I brought up this, the verses and Snoop I just want to say before we transition off of that Snoop still looks very sharp as an artist as a rapper mm-hmm. his freestyle is so smooth Uncle Snoop, like he he was in his, his bag. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of Snoop, it is what brings me to to Martha Stewart. You know him, Snoop and Martha have have their their thing together. Yeah, the, the, cook, the cooking show. Have you ever the watched cooking it? show? I've seen a couple clips. I've watched. They it. got a, they have a nice rapport. They have a nice rapport. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Snoop is like I don't know how to. Like, I I want to f- say Snoop is like a superstar, man. He has really he, infiltrated. Yeah, I was about to say, he has definitely crossed over in a way that y- you wouldn't have been able to imagine it until it happened. Right. Like, I couldn't forecast it. And even when he was going with the Snoopy Leon thing, I was just like... Oh, like Snoop Lion. When he was doing it. No, no. It ain't Lion. It's Leon. Snoop Leon. No. Uh, you know? I, I, didn't, I didn't, like, endorse it, but... No one shook their head at it either. You know what I mean? I did people that nobody said no. You know what I mean? You can't do that. The thing with Snoop is like he's just yeah. so cool that it's like whatever he does, we're just good with it. Um even like nah, even, even the um <laughs> what was it like like he remember that game show that he hosted or whatever? Like he just got mad random shit going on. I mean, I, I think Snoop it's good. put out a, a a banging a Bible gospel album. Like Snoop is so diverse, man. Like but yeah, so Martha, 
I was really feeling youthful and positive because I was thinking, like, Martha is on the prowl. I'm ready to take this pod to the next level. Somebody got to fall on the sword. Martha right. Stewart is being thotty? Martha Stewart was trying to make it happen the other day. Nah. And I, 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 it, it looked as though a thousand young boys saw the bat signal and, <laughs> and responded all at once. All at once. So oh, uh, really? it was a little, it was a little I nasty. Just, I just googled it. What? <laughs> I'm not doing this. So, with so, <laughs> so okay. Martha, she's Martha. Out uh, yeah, this is four days ago, right? So Martha had the, the I, lips up. She had the makeup done. You know what I'm saying? She she's serving face. She had, you know. did she had the 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 portrait mode that blurs it in the background. Yeah, yeah, it was a vibe. So the picture isn't so crazy. But when you put the picture with the the grown woman caption, it just didn't match. Then it just turned the picture into like, oh, you really, you on it, Martha. So Martha's picture, uh, which was four days ago, she says, and I quote, my pool in East Hampton. There we go. Let me act like I can read. <laughs> my pool in East Hampton is the place to be on an 89 degree day. When I built the pool 30 years ago, it was designed to be as chlorine-free as possible with a natural concrete finish, no paint, and it fit in a long, narrow space between the house and the property line. I made it extra deep for diving and with no protruding steps so we could really race the length without worrying about obstacles. After all these years, it is a fun place to swim. Three exclamation points. Matter of fact, let me double tap that. Go ahead, Martha. So, <laughs> Martha, um, she's she's out here buying PS5s and Xboxes. So, yeah, there's that. 10,000 comments later. Yeah, it's almost, <laughs> almost 11,000. <000. laughs> yeah. Martha Stewart is, uh, I think she's, I think Martha Stewart is still sexually active. That's what I. That's my takeaway from that. <laughs> I mean, if you got, isn't she like a billionaire? Like you can't be a billionaire and, and and not fuck, right? Martha Stewart is seventy eight. But she's she, gonna dislocate her hip messing with these young nah, boys. Nah, like if if you a billionaire, see you talking about dislocate. Stephen Hawking cheated on his wife. Stephen Hawkins. Stephen Hawking, remember? It came no, out. That what? How? They said he cheated with the nerves. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh. where there's a will, there's a way. That's why I'm like, yo, Martha Stewart is healthy. Like, you're not good. I'm like, yo, if Stephen Hawking cheated, anybody <laughs> could do it. Like, if Stephen Hawking cheated, nobody is safe. Yo, Stephen Hawking, that's crazy. Yeah, they say wow. he cheated with his nurse. That's the thing. Wow. So that's why, like, Martha still being out here, that, that don't even phase me. Stephen Hawking body wasn't even cooperating, and he still found a way. Right. He was blowing in the joint to be able to move. Like, yeah. that's crazy. I don't know why that that just blew my whole my I whole vibe. I like I heard that a while ago, and I haven't. I've never been the same since. <laughs> that's crazy. He's a. I thought he was a good guy. God bless the dead. God bless the dead. But you know. Yeah. So. Anyhow, for for all of the male listeners, um, this well, is the time to slide in. Listen. All females, right? It's twenty twenty. Hey. I'm sorry, but all of the opportunists, 
Um, if you're looking for love in all of the, the wrong places, this is the time to slide in Martha's DMs, see what see what, what it is, maybe do a temperature check. Hey, Martha, I might be in the East Hamptons. Uh, it's 90 degrees. Let's go for that. Yeah. that shoot that long get space on a, that you get have. On that Atlantic or Jamaica Station or, you know, Penn Station. Nah, nah, you can't take the train out to pull up on Martha. You gotta- nah, but what I'm saying is you take the train out to the Hamptons and then... You know, you pick up the rental and, and, and get situated when you get there. Oh, that's the blueprint. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you, so that, that, that was free game. Okay. Okay. And, and what do you pull up? What do you pull up with to impress Martha? I, I mean, I don't know. But but if you watch her, her shows, she comes from like a regular background and she just, you know, got famous doing what she does now. But, you know... She seems pretty relatable, so you know. Okay, see, it feels like the nine to five guys have a better shot with Martha than they did with B. Simone. But anyway, listen. Okay, <laughs> switching gears. Um, we we are officially under siege, and I think with all of the Kanye and the Marthas and you know, uh, COVID, I don't think people actually realize what's happening. So there is a thing called East Coast bias. You know, we, we talk about it with regards to sports. Um, Never heard of but, it. But, you know, I think it applies for most things, you know, for, in media as well, just across the board. Right now, you, uh, you have Americans being kidnapped in the streets, by government officials. Mm-hmm. No one in the East, you know, is really talking about it because it's taking place in the whitest city in the country. <laughs> I don't know it's if it's the whitest city in the country, but bro, it's like Dame Lillard and the CJ McCullough is like one of the handful of black people in Portland. In Portland, Oregon, right now, um, where I think there's the I think the total is like forty thousand black people. Portland, Oregon. Um, yeah, but federal federal officers have been deployed by your president to assault and disrupt peaceful protests by um, those who are speaking out against the occupation and you know the, the state of the state of the government. And these people are wearing military, you know, gear. Uh, stuff that just identifies them as being DHS, right? Department of Homeland Security. But there's no name tags, no badge numbers. There's nothing to identify them individually as officers. And they're they're wilding out there. They're breaking, you know, they're wilding. I saw this, I guess, either earlier this week or last week. You know, time isn't the same. On Because, you know, I'm a faithful Rachel Maddow watcher and she reported on this and this I think is what a lot of people were afraid of when Trump first got in office and when he was doing the rallies and things like this and I forget what I was watching but basically they were saying that this is something that happens in a lot of countries with authoritarian governments is that like you just send the powers that be, whether it's military or whatever branches of law enforcement to go just 
terrorize the community. Um, I think even the mayor of Portland got he he, he was tear gassed. I believe he he had yeah, some kind of guy. something yeah yes. used against him. And and I guess what I'm not understanding, especially is like what's the due process on this because you know they're saying that yeah like border patrol and you know customs and all of these kind of agencies are involved in it and you know you don't have to be a geography whiz to know that portland is not an international at an international border or something like that so why would the border patrol agents even be there like that's actually the scary part and then also the fact that like you said they're taking people into unmarked cars not identifying who they are where they're taking these people i heard one story that the guy said that they just like took him to a courthouse locked him up for a few hours never filled out any paperwork or anything just kept him in there and then they just let him out like a few hours later. And then you can't help but think that this is a preview of things to come. Right. They're, they're hinting at, and it seems uh, gearing up to go into places like Chicago and, you know, uh, some of the other. Uh, cities that Trump has identified based on democratic leadership, like New York City. They also hinted at coming to New York with that. Um, the the issue, another issue with it, is the fact that Trump is, I think Trump is 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 attempting to. They they're attempting to moonwalk to ease their way into this practice being normalized without having to deal with the full blowback of what the civic energy is in general, right? Because Portland, like I said, is is arguably, it might not be, it might be Utah, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, Oregon is like one of the whitest, like by population, but statistically, it's one of the, uh -huh. the whitest places in the country. Imagine though, if they don't start in Portland, and they start in Minneapolis. How would this be received? It, it, it goes off totally differently. Well, you know that, that's the thing. And I think for me, I that's the thing that I find so heinous about this whole situation. Because it, had this been done under a Democratic president or, God forbid, Barack Obama, like they would have shut the government down. They would be screaming from every rooftop that you know this is an affront to our democracy and you know all of the the buzzwords but now they're saying like oh when it's our guy like we're all good like i don't recall any republican lawmakers speaking out against this like like i don't remember it and that's like the scary part that like going forward like you said, this is setting a tone that you can do this kind of thing and there's no oversight or, or anything. And then when you play it out in your mind and you kind of ask, okay, well, if this happens and this happens, right? Even if, let's say, um, I know that they were saying that, I guess somebody like what, like went to court to sue and say, like, get these people out. But 
what happens if they just decide like, nah, we're not listening to court orders anymore? Then it's really a problem, right? And I think this is something that we all need to be afraid of because, you know, they they started with it in Portland for whatever reason, but we know that when they bring it in, like you said, to these other areas, be it Chicago, New York, you know, wherever, the the more diverse areas, you know that it's going to be more than you just getting scooped up for a couple hours. You know, people are going to be getting beat and killed and Lord knows what, what else. And I, I just hope that this is something that's kind of a blip on the radar and that this is not, you know, some kind of inch towards us just being the flyest people in a totalitarian country, <laughs> like, right? Like, cause that's basically where we're at at this point is like, we just going to be the best dressed people under a totalitarian regime. And I don't want that. That that was the conspiracy theorist uh, narrative from 2017. So Trump would be the last president. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know. You guys just keep watching your uh, your ninety days fiancés. Love not, at the lockup. Do not do that because you know <laughs> I like those shows. Oh 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 oh. Okay. Coincidence? Jamal, no. don't play with me. Uh, <laughs> no, I just think en- not enough people feel strongly about this. Like, right? You, I don't. When you start talking people about understand. people being picked up. That's the thing. I, I also don't think that people understand. I, I think that we need more like local reporting on it because, you know, we always talk about black culture and things like that. I don't know about you, but like when I was growing up, like my grandparents and parents were not reading the New York Times. They were reading the Daily News and the Post. Like, so I think we need some more coverage of this on like the nightly news and, and things like that, because if you have to be somebody who keeps up with this in order to know about it, then obviously that's excluding a significant amount of the population. But this is something that applies to all of us, especially black people. Because the thing is, we know if they not treating white people right, you know they're not going to treat us right. Yeah. You should be very much concerned. You know, we this is this is scary. When you start talking about someone being arrested, right, without having uh, the Miranda rights read to them without them being charged somewhere without uh, like any of those things happening, any, anything that's resemblant a resemblance of due process, then what you're describing is not an arrest. You're talking about somebody who's being illegally detained. Yeah. It's uh, an extrajudicial kidnapping. Right. Yes. Like that is in complete violation of, of everything that is supposedly, um, that it's supposedly what makes you a free individual as an American. You know what I'm saying? Like you, 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 this is not supposed to happen. Like, no. Any way you slice it, it's not supposed to happen. Mm-mm. So people, particularly melanated people, you should be really paying attention to this and the outrage should be through the roof. It should be through the roof. And I, I get it. You just, you can't be outraged over everything. There was a, there was a, a a march um, today in Brownsville, you know, to stop the violence um, that I didn't make it out to. It was at three o'clock today. 
And, you know, it, it's so many things happening, so many causes that's pulling you in, in the, you know, various directions. I, I get that you can't be motivated by everything. You know what I mean? It's just that's what that's the danger of having too much information. You become desensitized. Um, but we have to have a collective a collective outrage to hold people accountable for, for this because this is really Pandora's box. Oh, for sure. Um, with regards to the, the British Open, what how, how did you uh, you spin that story? Trump wants the British Open. <laughs> have you heard about this? No. Okay, so basically the British Open is a golf tournament. And apparently, according to, I forget which publication, but a story came out a couple of days ago that Trump went to the owner of the Jets, who is the ambassador, and Uh and he was like, yo, you need to go speak to the people. I believe this golf course is in, I think it's in either Scotland or Ireland. Um, probably Ireland now that I think about it. Um, but he was basically saying to he told Woody Johnson to speak to the officials, you know, over there to get the this golf tournament that's going to, you know, that's scheduled to happen. And he was saying, like, yo, you need to make this be hosted at my oh. he was he was saying he was saying you need to be make this be hosted at my property. And the the people on the staff, you know, the the career people who work, you know, in the state department, they were all saying that they were concerned about this and that this is like something that definitely should not be happening. And I guess Woody Johnson went ahead and did it anyway. But, you know, he's, you know, I guess bought, bought his way into having that position. But there was people, but, but, you know, beneath him that have been working there for, you know, 20 years or whatever and they were like nah this is not right then when they at when he asked the people over there they were like yo this is crazy business as well and i don't think it's gonna happen but again we are sliding towards authoritarianism right like this is what they do because i don't know if you remember but he was yeah he was when they had the G8 have, summit right and, uh-huh. and he was like yo it's gonna be in July in Miami it's like that makes no sense like nobody's holding any type of business meeting in July in Miami <laughs> like it, it it just doesn't make any type of sense right but this is what he's doing and like. I think we we just do have fatigue from a lot of it and and he's benefiting from it, right? Like if you think like they say if any one of these stories would have came out under another president, like this would have been the talk for, you know, weeks. Remember when Bridgegate was was out? Like 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 that was a a, a how long like, like a four month story, you know, just talking when when Cuomo uh, mean Chris I mean, Christie. Uh, yeah. yeah, like remember that? Yeah. Like it was like that seems quaint now. Now it's like, yo, we got him saying give me the the republican convention the g8 this golf tournament and all of this and you know we got somebody that literally became president for like for cash flow like like this is not something that has happened before and it was something for those of you know us who remember history like these were the kind of things that the founding fathers were concerned about and that's why again 
I think we should all see that the Republicans are completely full of shit because these are the people who are always talking about original intent and the founding fathers and, you know, they will, you know, George Washington, you to death, right? But when something like this happens, something that the founders actually talked about, you know, and when they were debating these things about, you know, how dangerous it would be, you know, to have somebody who was, you know, basically divided loyalty, right? Because Trump is not working on behalf of the US, the, the, the United States people, right? Because we don't give a shit where some random golf tournament happens, but he's using it to enrich himself. And look look what happened. Remember when he first got elected and then China approved a bunch of uh, intellectual property rights for Ivanka Trump and her clothing business? Like, yeah. like, they, like they are just using this as scams and actually now i'm getting worked up i was watching fear city earlier on netflix and this is about uh you know the the takedown of the mafia in new york city by you know rudy giuliani and fbi and all of that donald trump's name is mentioned on mob wiretaps like imagine like like just imagine if if obama's name was mentioned in in some mob wiretaps like there would have been no presidency there would have been no senator like there would have been nothing but this is at least the second documentary that comes out with very concrete evidence that he was doing business with the mob and knew it and it's just like it doesn't even make a wave it don't, it don't even that's make what, a ripple that's what white privilege looks like that's what it sounds like and, and honestly, I, I get the outrage at Republicans, but F Republicans and Democrats, like none of this is for us. They, none of this is for us. When right, they right, had right, right. Did you see? When the, I say um, us, I'm talking about melanated people. Uh-huh. Of course, of course. Did you see the thing with um, AOC? That's one thing that happened this week that I actually thought that okay, finally somebody's playing the game smart. So I saw that the guy the guy basically got caught calling her a, a bitch, right? And then felt she was she was unprotected because she's been uh constantly under under scrutiny from the Republicans. So he gave he gave a, a an apology that was a non apology. Mm-hmm. And what I didn't see was what how AOC leveraged oh, uh, she, she addressed it, right? She said, and, yeah. And so hey, expound on that. So I didn't see the original, or I guess I didn't see the whole exchange when it happened, but basically she went to the floor and gave a speech about it and was like, he said this to me. And apparently there was another Congress person who was there also. She called that person out. And then she also was just like, yo, your apologies was weak. And, you know, cause he, I guess he did the, you know, I would never do that. I have a wife and a daughter. And she was like, yo, I'm somebody's daughter too. And you disrespected me on camera and she basically used that she used herself as basically a proxy because she's what she was saying was that like a million like a million women have been through that like whether you're in the workplace or whatever and i think that you know she's still what she's only like what 28 right now or something like that mm-hmm. so i think she has a bright future ahead of her because the way she spun that I, I I can tell that she she has that political savvy, and I think as of at least where her politics are right now, I think that 
hopefully she can get some things enacted because when I saw the, when I saw her doing it, I was like, wait, does she have Chris Jenner's PR people the way she doing this? Like, like, like it was real smooth. It was like, like she hit all of the talking points and I mean, you could yeah. tell that they were, they were talking points, but the way she did it was just like, you know, I'm somebody's daughter too. And you know, thank God my father's not alive to see the way you disrespected me. And, you know, this is something I used to face all of the time when I was a bartender. And, you know, every young woman has experienced this type of man who wants to call you out your name. And then, you know, representative, whatever his name is, he stood by. We've all been, we've all seen that, that like she hit all of the points. And then, you know, it was the, my parents raised me to stand up for myself. And that's why I'm here speaking out today. And I'm, you know, want all women know that I'm here with you. Like she had it all going on. Yeah. Uh, I did see the view when they talked about it, uh, yesterday and Megan McCain called her the, um, the most, probably the most powerful one, uh, woman in the democratic party. It says she's, she thinks she's more powerful than Nancy Pelosi. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, this is, um, yeah. I, I thought it was, it was, it's, and the Republicans, as usual, are uh, very quiet on this. Very quiet. Of course, and and that just should show you that they don't have any values. Like they they don't have any values at all. I mean, besides you know letting people pollute and you know sending teachers back to school you know, when, when they're not giving them any, um, support to stay safe from the virus and tax cuts for the rich and stuff like that. Like, like, like these people have shown us where their allegiances are. And I think, and I know we didn't have this on the topic, but I think that those of us who do know better that we have to stop falling into the, like, like, I think we just need to be more honest because, you know, I have a, f- a friend of mine who is currently going through, I guess, his political awakening. And how do I say this without disrespecting him? But uh, he he's he's more susceptible to some of the talking points because he doesn't know a lot of the context and stuff behind it. And I think that there are a lot of people now, now because everybody has access to information in a way that we didn't, you know, even 10 years ago. So, so there's a lot of people who can kind of end up having beliefs that are not really in line with, with, with what's actually going on, you know, um, I hope again. I I hope that people are paying attention. And again, I don't have on rose-colored glasses about the Democrats either. But I think that when you see one side that you know says, you know, we 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 stand for life and, and we stand for the family, and we, you know what I mean? Like like these are the, they're the people who say that, right? But then they're also the people who, who will get on camera and and call a colleague a fucking bitch. Like it's like like save that for the, the group chat. Yeah. you know what i mean like like you don't have yeah. to say that on camera like i mean shit we all got some co-workers we don't fuck with but you don't say the shit in public you just text your favorite co-worker and be like let me tell you what this bitch said or maybe that's just me yeah no, that's definitely just you okay um but i'm the only person with, think... with, with people at their job who get on their nerves okay yeah i get along with everybody mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah i i, I think ultimately 
we have to recognize that this government is complicit in our current conditions. And until there's an active effort to undo uh, the systemic uh, plights that we've faced for the collectively for the last 400 years, you got to realize that you're on the island and you're going to sink or swim based on your village and your, you know, your individual story. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, this isn't, this isn't for us. This whole shit, none of it is for us. So I, I'm at that point where it's just like F, F, all, F all of it. I'm really, um, I'm checking out. But we can talk about that, you know, uh, another time. Um, the last thing I wanted to do, I wanted to spin the block and come back to the story that we, we started last week where we, where we discussed Twitter getting hacked. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, obviously the, the, the real crux of the story was, wasn't the celebrities and the famous people in the Twitterverse that had their accounts, um, their accounts, um, you know, hacked, but it was the idea that the hackers managed to make a hundred grand for two hours of work. Right. But this brings us to a, a, a fascinating junction upon further investigation Mm -hmm. coinbase which is one of the larger more user-friendly more user-friendly and that's Mm -hmm. important Mm -hmm. um, uh, more user-friendly conversion sites um, exchanges exchanges yes Um, i'm sorry i'm slowing down yeah one of the more the more user-friendly exchange sites they blocked, as in restricted, as in did not allow to go through uh, transactions that were going to the address in in the hack. But they prevented they prevented uh, Satoshi's being transmitted to the Bitcoin wallet in question, and for the sum in the sum of about two hundred and eighty eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Now. The the low hanging fruit here is that wow, they 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 did a service to these users who because it's a, a user friendly interface, you could make the case that they may be less savvy or newer um investors in the Bitcoin yes. community, right? Um so they, they did a service to these people by saving them this money and, and preventing it from going into the hack. But I'm a little jaded. I'm a little concerned because the bigger issue is that in preventing these transactions from going through, you have violated the fundamental rule, the fundamental premise of altcoins, of cryptocurrency, which is that it is an unregulated market. How do you reconcile that? Well, I think it's kind of two things, right? Because the the theory is that we don't need outside forces to tell us what to do with our money. And especially when the force is the government. So I completely understand that. However, at the same time, as someone who works in the field, I can definitely tell you that 
those 2000 people are probably very thankful right now because I know, you know what I mean? So I think from a business standpoint, I definitely think that Coinbase did the right thing at the same time. Can't take all these positions. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. I definitely think that Coinbase did the. I, I think that Coinbase did the did the right thing, because again, as somebody who works in the industry, I know. I've seen these messages when people participate in certain scams, and then they figure out it's a scam later on, and then maybe like at least this was something big that they were able to prevent. I've seen situations through the work that I do where people have done things and they don't find out it's a scam until whatever the transaction is happens and you feel bad for these people, but that's part of I the don't. that's part of the game. My thing is that money is hard to come by for sure. And look, in terms of for the people who want crypto to be you know you make the mistake it's dead whatever there are still a lot of places in the ecosystem where that is happening but at the same time i think if we want to be serious about this being a viable market and asset class and you know all of that i don't think that having some safeguards for some people is a bad thing and you know we can go as far down the rabbit hole as you want i know we're getting short on time but they're like like they're, the people who are hardcore in the crypto community don't even fuck with coinbase at all right so you know that anybody that's dealing with coinbase is not you know some kind of hardcore libertarian cryptocurrency fundamentalist but at the same time, look, people are out of work and stuff like that. So I, I don't think I could in good conscience and be like, oh, you should have let them get scammed when we know that there's 10 million Guess people. What? Guess what? Go ahead. You should have let them get scammed. <laughs> nah. You, you violated the rule. Right now, I got 37 different offers for me to turn $500 into 4000 Oh, you are, oh you and um the people getting you no, the susu no. board the susu board. I'm not I'm not I'm not on nobody's flower. I'm not getting no fire. I'm not fine. It's a pyramid scheme, but you know what? Not everybody who's is gonna see that and see fault in that. Some people are still comfortable. You deserve it. You deserve it. Go ahead. Go go down the rabbit hole. Like that's the game you're gonna play. You play stupid games. Guess what? You get the win. You get to win stupid fucking prizes. You have to let that money go through. Because if you don't, then then you then it's no reason to not be on the S and P. Shit. Well, all right, let's get these the, these shares of Telsa. They probably double up again. Like I just I I can't. I'm I'm very disheartened. But that, at, the, at the same time, that that's then then at the same time. So is it is your feeling? Is this your position because it is cryptocurrency or is yes. this uh, okay? Because I'm like banks be reversing charges and swapping shit all right. the time, you know. So right. it, it's and, that, and that's, that's big business. All my all all that money with the banks is FDIC insured up to two hundred fifty thousand. It's a different contract. Like like because this is this is the Pandora's box of regulation. You know what I'm saying? It, it's stuff like this. Because 
but this wasn't you know, but this wasn't a regulation though right this was one business i know i know, that, that, I know this was, this was not from the government it was a business that it. decided to save its customers from themselves and i think it's if two a things. business wants to do that then i think it should be up to the business if the business is capable of that it's two things that i think you have to be mindful of and that is regulation and taxation and i feel like both of those things are encroaching and this was i mean well the taxation you're never going to escape that that's the first thing they went for right but what i'm saying is you're never going to escape uh taxes which is how they always put all of the criminals in jail they never get them for the actual murders and the drug dealing they always get them for tax evasion right which is a, a ridiculous proposition because if you are, you know, Tony Montana, what you want to file a, a tax re- refund saying, you know, I made, you know, five million from from from, from cocaine selling, like of course not. But yet somehow they always get you on tax evasion. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe you're right. Maybe the, those people didn't deserve to lose money mm-hmm. from engaging in the interface that they didn't fully understand. No, right? no, no, no. Like what, people- what I'm saying is I can, as some, again, as someone who works in the industry, I can understand why the business took that stance to to do that. I can understand why they did that. I mean, obviously, they were under no obligation to do it. Um, but I think, you know, from a PR standpoint and, and, and goodwill and all of that, I mean, I, I didn't read up too much on it, but I'm sure that they, you know, probably, you know, sent some communications to the customer saying, you know, according to our records, you attempted to send money to this address that was linked to a scam. We prevented you from doing this because, you know, we're Coinbase and we love you. I mean, from that angle, you, you see why the, why the business would do it. Cause then, you know, you have a a customer with a, a a good a good experience. How how big is this umbrella? How big is this safety net gonna be? If I if I go to pull a trigger on a on a trade to to sell um, some shares of uh, my my Bitcoin, and they say, hey, um, BTC was getting ready to plummet, so we we held off the transactions. Like is that is that a fair expectation? Um, if you use Coinbase, it could be there are people who definitely say that that Coinbase does play that game as well, which is a, another reason why they're not lauded by purists in industry. I have not had that experience, but when I do a lot of my buys, I actually do. Um, I started doing my buys through Cash App because the fees are a little bit lower. Um, but there are people who say that that they've noticed that whenever Bitcoin is going on a run in either direction, that the Coinbase transactions do slow down, and they think that it is Coinbase themselves slowing it down. That it's not just like some kind of random network effect. This is nasty business, man. I'm, I'm, I have to think about my uh, exchange sites at this point. Um. Yeah, Binance should be back up, you know. Remember they were they were like backlogged. Well, well, remember they had they had they had the Binance US thing and 
you know, because they moved offshore trying to protect themselves from certain things. So Binance got a lot of shit with them. Taxation and regulation. I think yeah, okay. I think it was more the regulation with with them, not necessarily taxation. I think a lot of it was the was the regulation. All right, I, I think I'm going to call it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you getting into this week? Oh, what I am getting into is on Thursday, that's July 30th. I am going to be one of the panelists in the. Let me make sure I have the name right. It is the Black Excellence mixer it's the wall street friends for those of you who are here in new york these are normally in-person events but yeah so i'm gonna be on the um the wall street friends panel talking uh with a black man who owns a bitcoin over-the-counter um company over-the-counter trading as well as i think there's going to be another panel with some black law firm partners and i forget and then there's somebody else because it's us for finance then they have the law firm partners and then there's another um group i think they might be media but don't quote me but yes, yeah, so uh, go to Wall Street Friends, um, the, so- the Society Presents, and that's on Thursday, July 30th from 6 to 10.30 Eastern. And I'll be on for 30 minutes with um, Joel from uh, BitKiosk. Okay, look at you. All right, man. Well, I don't have any panel <laughs> discussion happening. Um, I do need to call call Greg in Utah, though. <laughs> shout out shout out to greg in utah yeah um okay so so yeah listen um there, there are a few people that have crossed my radar the last week uh the people that i was with today um you know you, you guys are are in my thoughts I, I continue to root for you thank you um for everyone who gave me um great feedback today uh in person regarding the podcast it's um it's dope to find out people have been listening and engaging without you realizing it um so it's positive feedback you didn't tell me about this yes 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 um, you know i don't need to, i don't need your head getting big you, you go on panel discussions and shit. Oh, you don't need that kind of energy here we go you know but you know they the, really they said that they, they, yeah well this love was coming from your own big head so yeah um, no, love, love is love, and it, it was a lot of love. You know what I'm saying? Like people, people, people rock with us. So shout out I just to all of say, them. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, like I, I appreciate y'all. Um, okay, so I, I think I think we'll call it there. Yeah. Uh, you guys have just tuned in to another episode of the Pre Internet Friends podcast. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you were here with us. And we do appreciate that. For additional content, please check other episodes of the Internet Friends Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the names uh, Nicole Shanique and Mr. J. Nicholas, as well as on YouTube. Uh, peace and blessings to you guys. Uh, we're out of here. Sense.